just a quick disclaimer. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I have been under the weather for the past couple of days, so if I sound off in this episode, you now know why. I doubt it's anything serious, but sorry if I sound a little snuffly, but thank you for your understanding. <laughs> Anyways, on with the episode. So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets like the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a, I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis, Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Unfortunately for you, the podcast is in mine. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. The day has finally come. The day you have all been waiting for has finally arrived. It is officially the day that we review Don't Breathe 2. Yes, that is right, everyone. We are going to be reviewing Don't Breathe 2, the 2021 rated R horror movie. (laughs) It's here. A lot of you probably thought that this day would never come, but we have finally got to it. So, for all those who are still wondering, Don't Breathe 2 is what I presume to be a prequel of the original Don't Breathe with the deaf guy. Not the deaf guy, the blind guy. Way to go, Tyler. We're already fucking it up. Anyways, Don't Breathe 2, like I said, came out in 2021, rated R. It runs an hour and 38 minutes long. IMDB gave this movie a 6.1 out of 10, and its current standing amongst all movies is 446. That is a 237 spot raise from what it was last ranked. And for those of you wondering, Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, gave it a 45%, along with an audience score of 85%. So this seems like one of those movies where the critics don't really care for it, but then again, Who cares what the critics think? Anyways, this has the same star as Don't Breathe, that being Stephen Lang, who is once again just blind man, and who I presume to be his daughter is going to be Madeline Grace, who plays Phoenix. Well, enough uh, diddly-daddling, why don't we just go ahead and get right on into it, shall we? Yeah, so we already start this off absolutely top-notch with probably one of the worst cases of bad CGI I have ever seen. Like, go ahead and watch this. 
They didn't need to CGI this. It's literally just the girl walking away from a house. And she looks she looks basically like the Green Lantern suit from the movie Green Lantern. Just ask Ryan Reynolds. It never goes good. But once again, I don't understand why this movie can't just start with present day. Because one of the very first things you see is... Ba -ba -da -da -da, eight years later, after this girl walks out of this flaming house. Like, just start at the beginning. It's not that hard. Was she beautiful? She was smart. Fucking ouch. Was she beautiful? She had a great personality. But basically, he's describing her quote-unquote mom. We don't, we don't know if it was actually her mom. But that's what he's saying. So, the fact that she's like, was she beautiful? She was smart. Like, like what do you mean? You need to pass all your tests first. So she's not even allowed to go into town until she could pass all of her tests. I guess that's just a symbolism to how bad it is in Detroit. Wow, real freaking hard nose, dude. Not even 10 minutes later, the fucking fern delivery lady shows up. She's like, you know, you gotta let her go. Someday she's going to bite that leash off. And he walks in and he goes, Hernandez. Why does this guy sound like Joe Biden? In the last one, he didn't sound like Joe Biden. This was a, oh, I guess. You gotta, you gotta pass your survival tests. You go, yeah, go with, go, go with her days. Like, why do you sound like this all of a sudden? Also, now's a great time to mention that nobody listens to the dad. Like, so she goes with Hernandez, right? And she goes, oh, do you want to go visit your mom? And she's like, but my dad said I can't go, but I won't tell him. And so initially you're thinking, oh, she's gonna, I guess, go to like a graveside or something. No, they go to the fucking house that she was burned and killed in. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> this family is just so beyond weird. This makes no sense to me. And so as she's there, there's like somebody walking around in the house because it's Detroit. There's probably a squatter. Nobody gives a shit if this is your parents' final resting place. But on top of that, just to make it that much better. <laughs> I, I don't... This probably has something to do with the story here in a little bit. But on the TV, they start talking about how there's an organ harvester abducting people. And it's just, in, instead of elaborating on that further, they just go, And here's the... Here's what the weather's gonna be like. have issued a statewide alert for this man, Dr. Thomas Hanneman believed to be running an organ trafficking ring operating in the Detroit area. Thank you. The alarming number of abductions has recently risen in the city. This is a developing story and we'll update you as more information comes to light. Right now, let's take a look at the weekend forecast. So yeah, I reiterate. I'm so glad that, you know, whether or not you're going to be able to have your picnic this weekend is more important than the guy literally running an organ harvesting ring. And so right before they decide to leave, you know, the park and all that, she decides, oh, well, I have to go to the, I have to go pee, you know, Phoenix, the daughter. And she, so she goes into the bathroom. And of course, there is stereotypic, stereotypical sketchy dude sitting in the women's bathroom. But the thing that throws me off most about this is when you think of pedophiles, you think of somebody who's trying to, like, lure in a kid. Or, you know, like, 
is trying to coax them in some way, shape, or form. No, dude acts like he's trying to pick her up at a club. He's like, well, you look pretty. And he's like in a leather jacket and shit. And of course the dog has to come to, to save her. But it, it's not like he's like, hey, uh, uh, my dog, maybe your dog would like to hang out with my dog. He's like, hey, yo, shorty, what's your number? Like, what the... I don't think they understand. They understand how Detroit works, and at the same time, they don't understand how Detroit works. Uh, and thankfully, now as soon as, you know, they run off and get into their truck and drive away, he goes, he gets in his own car with a convenient little cooler in the back, so he's probably the Oregon guy. <laughs> and, and he hops in the truck and he goes, follow them. So, major plot point number one. You're a bad man. A man who has done terrible things. At least I know you think that. Just like sometimes I do about myself. War changes us all. No soul returns holy from it. But don't make her pay for that. I mean, at least she understands that he's kind of messed up and he has his reasoning for keeping her locked up. He's just being protective. But, you know, you're also kind of a, a dick to when the way you started that. You don't just start off going, You're a cunt, mate. Well, you know, I just say that because you ate my last biscuit. But it's because I know you're hungry and you're starving. <laughs> You can you can you can lean into it a little bit easier. Well, god damn it, we have our first death. And it was Hernandez. I mean, she seemed really nice. Basically, she runs up on the Oregon people whose car is sitting in the middle of the road. And she plays it smart. She flashes her gun. She does the Detroit hello. <laughs> and they take account of that. But as she's... Uh, she asks them to move their truck. And they move it to the side. But I guess when she got out of the van, one of them hopped in the back and basically strangles her with a seatbelt and beats her to death with the hammer in the head. So... Unfortunately, Hernandez has become our very first kill, and now we can only presume that they're going to go on to the blind man's house and be in for a world of hurt. I'm trying to be a little bit more clip helpful here because I already know that I'm. this is going to be extended pretty long if I don't start figuring it out, but fuck the daughter for this bullshit. You're not enough. So yeah, that entire time she's sitting there talking about how she wants to go to school. I want to be normal, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, look, I've already lost family members before. I don't want to lose you too. You can't go to school. It's safer to homeschool. She's like, well, you're not enough. Fuck you. I hope the Oregon people get you now. I hope you become a fucking $5 special on the black market, you dumb bitch. 
Also, so now the dog is just it hears something across the street and these fuckers take a shot at it with I'm guessing is a suppressed pistol or something and they miss and the dog's just like, oh, what the fuck happened? Way to go, fucking dog. You are the shittiest guard dog ever, apparently. So yep, now the organ harvesting people are in the house and of course you gotta have that wonderful moment where they all just kind of realize he's blind because they look right at him and one of the dudes even does the fucking you can't see me John Cena shit and oh always gotta clarify that he's blind in case you forget okay so now they're all within the house and she's doing this fucking like 007 James Bond sneaky shit and I don't see how she managed to fail all of her survival tests because she literally just like phased through a set of guardrails acting like nothing's wrong and she's just zooming in and out of everything like it's fucking nothing and she throws her one like she's on fucking navy seal special training shit here also on a side note the one intruder with blonde hair has stupid hair he's got like a shaved back mullet with lines on the side just so you know your hair looks stupid dude holy fuck again she managed to get into a room without making any sound and slide through like what the fuck is going on here this shouldn't be happening Well, you're fucked now, cause now old man just found out you killed his dog. So if we've if we've seen John Wick, you're about to get John Wicked, motherfucker. It's about to be Baba Yaga up in this bitch. It's about to go down. So yeah, old man finds out that his dog is dead. So we're now up to two deaths, cause I always count the dogs. Up to two deaths, and he finds a bullet in the dog. That's why I left the squishing in there. It wasn't just to traumatize you. So now it's Bobby Yaga time motherfuckers so yeah they are infiltrating the house and they almost get the girl until a blind Baba Yaga man comes up and fucking gets him through the window breaks his hand it looks like fucking beats him and shit gets hit with a hammer so that's the downside and so he tells her get to the box she jumps she goes downstairs and gets hit with the iron door and falls all the way down the stairs so dope that's what the sound was at the end of that she ends up getting into the box and it's basically a safety box, which is what you would figure it is. It's, it's just a safety box because he's so super paranoid. But guess what? He's going to get him another one. Holy fucking shit. So old man super glued his wound together and super glued this dude's fucking mouth shut. And instead of trying to get the super glue off, he just pokes a hole through the fucking guy, the side of his fucking face. Who are these guys? Are they fucking, like what? The guy's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Fuck. 
fucking dead seal, bro. So, yeah, now it's pretty much clear to everyone that, you know, he's about to start wrecking some people. And basically, just to screw with everything, they start filling the girl's, like, red safety box with water. So now she's just gonna drown to death. And so now there's a whole mess of things going on. Both blind man and random big guy are fighting. They turn the water on while the fight's going on, so it starts filling up the box. She's trying to get out. And basically, the mercenary guy gets the upper hand on the blind guy. Until, you know, a blind man's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, what the fuck indeed. So, the blind man opened up a can of propane so that if he fires his gun, it would create a spark and basically blow him up. And so that comes into play a couple seconds later because he has the live wire that the guy opened up to put into the water box to fry the girl. He whips it across his table, creates sparks, and basically creates a homemade explosion which sends mercenary guy flying. <laughs> So I don't know if that's how propane and propane accessories work, but I I'm a bit skeptic. So now they bring out the big guns. Mr. Head Honcho's here with his battery ram. They're going to start breaking into the basement. And and they're, they're getting ready to go. And he manages to save the daughter from the watery grave in the nick of time, so... I guess it's just time to kill the rest of them. Years ago, there was a fire in our house. Cops blamed me. I spent eight years in prison wondering if I'd ever see you again. Hell, I didn't even know if you were dead or alive. This creep here must have found you and kept you for himself. You have no idea how much I've been waiting for this moment. Okay, so this explains why they were so determined, but it doesn't explain everything else of why this guy was creeping on her in the bathroom. <laughs> like, if anything, you should have just been like, oh, oh my god, Phoenix, it's... I'm your dad. But no, instead he's like, oh, you're pretty. And then why were they trying to kill her earlier? Like, was it just supposed to be a ploy to get the old man out? That's a pretty realistic ploy when <laughs> you were pretty close to killing her multiple times. So, this is either a massive plot point, and it makes sense, or this is just a workaround. And he's just trying to gain her trust and all that yada yada yada. But he put, he has white hair, which is something that she mentions earlier. So maybe he's her dad. At the same time, I'm not sure. Because none of this is making sense right now. That makes sense of why they'd be so determined. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense. Also, they did say it was in a meth lab fire. So is he really the best dad that she could have? Oh, ungrateful little bitch. <laughs> Oh, my 
So we are now up to four in the kill count with wannabe Slim Shady because she managed to stab him in the foot with a pickaxe. And on top of that, he was basically just going to beat the hell out of her. And then he gets he gets stabbed with one of those trowel things and beat to death with a shovel by, by Blind Man. So he goes out pretty gruesomely. Also, on a side note, I don't know how anybody else heard what was going on. Because, like, this wasn't quiet. This was quite the loud interaction. Alright, fucking kid, now's not the time to be asking these questions. I'm so glad that you care so much about the guy who saved you and cared for you and everything that now you're like, When's my real birthday? What's my real name? Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Next time, just go to 23andMe. Don't do this during a home invasion where you may or may not possibly die. See, the old man doesn't even want to shoot the dog. Like, he is trying everything he can to not kill people. He doesn't even want to shoot the dog, who is a innocent bystander in all of this. And also, at the same time, the girl just went out a window and is managing to walk away like nothing happened. Correction on that previous statement, she managed to get chloroformed and now is unconscious, so now they're probably just going to go into the house guns a-blazing. While at the same time, the old man managed to trap the dog. <laughs> with a bed spring mattress and so yeah that's probably gonna become the dog of the you know part of part one i guess oh and that cooler it wasn't filled with fucking what's it called it wasn't filled with organs it was filled with molotovs all right so they managed to kidnap the girl and set the house on fire and now the old man's having a conscious moment and he's like well gotta save the dog from the burning house Oh wow, they managed to use the same glass shattering trope that they did in the last one where he lands on top of the glass pane, sits there, and listens to it crack until he inevitably falls through. Is this just a remake of the other movie, just instead this time the old man's like the pseudo kind of good guy? I say pseudo because he is the good guy, but they're trying to make him out to be like this pedophile child stealer. He raised this girl and gave her the best life that she could possibly hope for in Detroit. Like, well, is that supposed to make me feel something? Am I supposed to feel, like, conflicted about the fact that he raised this girl off the streets? Because I'm not. But yep, now the house is burnt down and so now we can only imagine that... Uh, that blind Baba Yaga man gonna roll up and take her back. Because he's not just gonna let this happen sitting down. Sleep, girl. Sleep. Mom is gonna give you a good night kiss. Mom? Like I said, everything you told me was a lie. Okay, so I understand that you're trying to prove that you're her mom and everything by singing the song that she would sing to herself. That she told herself was from her mom and all that. But you couldn't have done it in any creepier fashion. Like you straight up Professor X rolled up in this wheelchair. And instead of like singing the song, you're like... Which, I get it, maybe it's because she's a meth addict. And because later on she starts coughing, like, really bad and, like, coughing up blood and stuff like that. So, maybe it's because they're weak and stuff. But, 
at the same time, you, you couldn't have done it any better. <laughs> because that was pretty creepy. Like, even if that was my parents and I saw that, I'd probably bolt them and go the other way. Aha, uh -huh, see, now she's trying to explain drug dealing. Because they're meth addicts. Because they're still shitty parents. And that's the whole reason that the whole fire started. And they try to blame the fire. Like, the reason I'm sick, sick is because of fire. Not because the copious amounts of drugs that I have poured into my system over the past couple of years. Like I said, shitty parents. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm dying. Yeah, no shit. I need a new heart, baby. But not just any heart. Doctor said it has to be a... It must be a... Compatible donor. Like a direct relative. If you hold a gift that can save your mama's life... <laughs> Baby, I need that gift. Alright, so let me get this straight. I have to I had to write it out here to try to figure out where we're at now. So first off, it starts off with an organ ring, which I guess can kind of tie back into this as to why they're stealing organs to try to get her a heart, I guess. But none of them are compatible. So it goes from organ ring to save the daughter from old creepy man. But not really saving daughter, we're trying to save the daughter to get the heart for the meth head mom. So we are going all the way off the rails. And also before I before I go on, fuck this mom. <laughs> Why are you asking your daughter for her heart so that you can live on with your meth head lifestyle? How about you should just die? You've contributed nothing to society. And so they decide to drug her with whatever's in this orange juice and apparently it looks like they're getting ready to take her heart out so way to go meth head mom you're a piece of shit and i don't think this has much relevance to the story but somehow he heard hernandez's bell keys from however far away and now now he's really sad and pissed and he's gonna use that dog to find out where they live and i can only imagine how this is gonna go but remember he doesn't know how, like where they live or anything like that. He understands his house and how his house is built. But how is he going to manage anything when it comes to the hotel place that they're living in? This is for Shadow. going down now he gets dumb hair looking dude down in the basement puts one of hernandez's bells in his throat that way he can like hear wherever he is he's jingling around and man just bashes him in the head with the hammer and now everyone's <laughs> everyone's starting to shit their pants now because they're like it it's baba yaga time it's old blind baba yaga time huh and the head honcho dude is like freaking the fuck out because he's like how the hell did he find out where we are? And then the dog just rolls in with his fucking bell and shit. Oh man. Oh, I can't wait for everyone to get absolutely deeked on. He's about to crank 90s in their hotel. 
They're gonna kill her. And that's not cool with me. Alright, in case you were counting, that was three more shots. So we are now up to eight dead people. And all three of those were just henchmen. They were literally just Raul, the the one dude that seems like he has a conscience, was told by the main bad guy. He's like, take all the guys down there and try to kill the blind man. And so the blind man shoots all three of them because they step into the pool of water and he feels the vibrations, yada, yada, yada. Still somehow a dead shot. And you hear at the end of that clip, he basically says, they're going to kill her and I'm not cool with that or whatever. It's a weird time to turn, like, at least he has some sort of morals, like, he he's not going to kill a kid, but he didn't really care when they killed Hernandez and all that. So, he has somewhat of morals, but not enough to not just kill people. So now, they're taking the daughter and the mom to go to another place that has power, because old man wiped out the power, and Raul doesn't... He's not going to help him. He's just like, the ladder behind you leads to where they're going. So, better hurry up. Alright, this next death count comes in uh, less than, I kid you not, five minutes than the last one. Where he kills the doctor. You don't really see it happen, but he starts, he's like, the doctor's like, fuck it, I'm a bounce. And he starts running towards the exit and gets absolutely macheted. So now we're down to... The really shitty meth family. It's the meth head family. Snort, snort. And the blind man and the daughter. I mean, because I guess she's not part of the meth head family, but it's basically final showdown time now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I knew that this was gonna fucking happen as soon as he started firing into the mist and not being able to see anything I knew I just absolutely knew that he was going to end up shooting his wife which is perfect because fuck her <laughs> and I'm glad that he is the one who has to deal with it now so in case for y'all who are counting that is now 10 on the death count the 10th one being who I feel most deserves it, the meth head mom. So fuck her, she is now off the board. But because of course, now she slumps over into her automatic wheelchair and starts wheeling towards the side of the pool. Which, the daughter's still handcuffed to her, so she's gonna fall in too if she doesn't do something. And it doesn't look that far of a fall, but apparently... The wheelchair falls, and so now the mom's just dangling, but the wheelchair hits and, like, explodes. <laughs> so maybe it is a bit of a drop. But anyway, she's about to fall, and the only way that she can stop herself from falling is if she gets out of these handcuffs, and she finds a machete, and she takes and starts chopping away at the meth head mom's arm. And I, I don't, maybe it's just because I don't like her, but I feel like this is absolutely perfect that she's just sitting there just all the while 
the dad's now starting to beat up on the old man but the dog hops in starts biting the old the the douchebag dad and basically the old man gets the drop on the dad and has oh oh boy just <laughs> So absolutely got him. For those of y'all who aren't completely able to understand that, he says, now you'll see what I see. And just mushes in the dude's eyeballs with his thumbs and just, holy shit, he gets what he deserves and fucking, he's dead as a doorknob now. So, so that seems like everyone, I don't know, we still got about 10 minutes left in it, but the kid ends up falling into the pool with the mom because she wasn't able to cut the arm off in time, but... We think she's alive, but we'll find out. So holy shit, the dad wasn't dead. He actually comes back, ends up stabbing blind man in the back and so it looks like he's about to kill him because he puts the knife up to his throat and then literally five seconds later gets stabbed by the daughter so that was going to be a ten and a half but now it's gone back up to eleven because he does die but now blind man's bleeding pretty bad and the daughter phoenix is like here let me save you and maybe it's not a prequel because it looks like he dies but I'm gonna leave it at a 11 and a half because basically so the end of the movie she ends up leaving after he quote-unquote dies in his arm in her arms and she's like let me save you and he's like you already have and so she ends up going to the Covenant school with all the other kids and basically they're like what's your name and she's like Phoenix kind of showing that she thinks that well, not thinks, but she is living by the thought that the blind man was her real dad. And so there's an after credit scene, which makes me question whether this is a prequel or a sequel. Because the dog from earlier comes up and he starts licking the blind man's hand. But nothing comes of it. Like, he just licks his hand and he lays down next to him and kind of whimpers. So maybe he's alive, maybe not. We don't know if this is a prequel or a sequel. I can... Here, give me five minutes, I'll look it up and I'll tell you what the director said. Alright, so it is indeed a sequel. It's the years after the home invasion and all that. He doesn't have his money, they robbed him and everything. So this is after. So he somehow has found another girl <laughs> to hold as his daughter. I didn't think that he'd be able to do it twice in a row. I thought this was kind of like the prequel as to what happened to the daughter, but nope, this is the sequel, so who knows? Maybe he's dead. Maybe they'll try to milk this. Maybe they'll have a don't breathe cinematic universe. Who knows? Maybe it'll just be everybody. They'll be a deaf guy. They'll be the blind guy. Maybe they'll be a quadriplegic. Who knows? We'll, we'll fucking find out, I guess. But that's that's the entirety of the movie. She goes to live at the the foster home, and he may or may not be dead. Like I said, we don't necessarily know. <laughs> this is something that we have to find out later on, I guess. 
Alright, but now that we've finally made our way through the entire movie, it's time to get on to the more important stuff. That being the rating and a little segment that we are going to start trying to introduce on Tyler's Thursday Takes. And that will be our death count. So our death count for this movie. Now I understand some movies aren't going to have death counts, but for the ones that do, we're going to have it. So our death count for this is going to be 11.5. You might, you may already be asking, what's the point five? Is that for the dog? No, I'll explain it here in a second. So we'll run through our death count in order. We have Hernandez early on in the movie, kind of the first death. The dog, R.I.P. the dog. He didn't really have a name, but I'm sorry, Pooch. We have Duke, which was the mercenary guy, the one that got blown to smithereens. We had Jared, the slim shady wannabe, the one who kind of got stabbed through the side of his mouth and all that. His name was Jared. You did not go to Jared. And then we have... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, number 5. The dumb-haired guy, which has an even dumber name, and Jim Bob. Because... Why, why would you not name your brothers Jared and Jim Bob? <laughs> Lovely. And then we have the three henchmen, bringing it up to 8. Ninth was the doctor, who just kind of got sliced up for being in the wrong place. <laughs> And then number 10, we had Mom, Meth Head Mom, who got shot by Meth Head Dad, which Meth Head Dad was actually number 11. Thankfully, he got stabbed by Phoenix and thrown into the pool. And then our our point five is going to be Blind Man, because we don't know if he's dead yet. Because at the end, like I said, the dog just kind of wanders up and starts licking his hand and like kind of does the little whine thing that dogs do. But we don't know if he's dead, so we're sitting at a comfortable 11.5. And that will be your death count for the movie Don't Breathe 2 at an 11.5. But now, why don't we go ahead and get into the rating that we have for this here movie. Just to remind everybody, I stated it at the beginning of the episode. But for those of y'all who do not remember, IMDB gave this movie a 6.1 out of 10 with a popularity ranking of 446, and then that is up from 237 spots that it was in the previous rating system. So, as we stated in our last episode, we are going to be changing up the rating system that we have for both Tyler's Thursday Takes and the Same Wavelength Podcast. We are going with our plot, acting, cinema, and we also have one extra point for bonus. Each one will be counted worth three, and it could be graded anywhere on the scale from zero to three. Anything less than one would be kind of hard to get, so we're trying to give them a little bit of a wiggle room with that. But why don't we go on and get right on into it. So for plot, I went ahead and gave this movie a 1.5. So the reason you might be wondering why did I give it a 1.5, it was a really difficult plot to be to start off with, They started off with the whole organ harvesting guy and that kind of faded into nothingness and then you think, oh, well, maybe that's the reason that they're trying to break in. But at the same time, they're trying to kill the kid, which makes sense because you don't need the kid alive to harvest organs. Then it turns out that's his daughter. So why were they trying to kill the kid? And then they take the daughter, take him all the way back. And then the whole reason was to provide a heart for the meth mom and then of course, they're the bad guys, and so Blind Man tries to kill them. So it's it, it made it pretty difficult to follow, and like I said, at the same time, they tried to make you feel 
almost like the blind man was doing something wrong by saving her from the streets of Detroit. But I don't see it that way. So plot gives it a 1.5. Acting, I went a little high on the acting with a 2.5. I felt like Stephen Lang did a great job as the blind man, especially towards the end of the movie. He really makes you feel. He kind of gives you that whole reasoning for, oh, well, the whole reason that he doesn't want to be around the girl now is because he's done terrible things and he's a terrible person. Even though he's trying to do his best to keep this girl alive, he still tells himself that, you know what, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm bad. I can't, I can't have you around me. I've done terrible things. And like I said, this is a sequel to the original. So yeah, he did do terrible things in the last one, if you remember that we're not going to go too far into phoenix um the actress madeline grace i felt like did a pretty good job usually i'm not too keen on child actors but i feel like she did a good job and then brandon saxton as ryland i know i was mainly calling him dad the entire time but his name is ryland he did a good job basically being a douche he stayed creepy the entire time there was never really a point where i felt bad for him so he did a pretty good job of continuously staying and acting like a douche. So acting has our 2.5. Cinema, I went ahead and gave it a 2. Uh, I feel like I was a bit generous on that also, but tis the season, I guess. They did a good job of, you know, making a use of, well, the guy's blind, so we're going to have to put in scenarios where a blind man would have the upper hand. And they do that with a lot of lighting and it doesn't come off as too dark. So I feel like they did a really good job with that. The only downside to it and the reason I didn't give it a, anything higher than a two was there were moments, especially towards the end, where he uses this like smoke screen type of deal to kind of conceal himself. And it just, I understand the look you're going for. It just comes off real foggy and it makes it really hard to kind of see what's going on and you lose a little bit of the surprise. So that's what stops it from getting anything higher than that. And then for our bonus points, I didn't give it too many on the bonus points. I gave it a point two. Uh, I feel like they did a pretty decent job with the gore, with the special effects. No, it would have been a point five, and it would have helped them out a whole lot more if in the very beginning they didn't have that god-awful CGI. Like, just take a drone shot. Do something. Like, if you saw it, you would understand how bad this CGI was. She literally just looked like a video game character walking into the streets of Detroit. Like, dude, it's not that hard if you would have just put it all together. But speaking of putting it all together, after adding up our ratings of a 1.5 plot, a 2.5 acting, a 2 cinema, and a 0.2 for bonus, that is going to leave us at a whopping 6.2. So we came off pretty similar to what IMDb did. I didn't even try to line it up at all with what imdb did and we're not going to give it a rotten tomatoes rating we told you 43 percent on the tomato meter which is the critics and about an 85 percent on the audience score so the audience probably just sees it as an action movie where a blind guy kind of kicks a ass. everyone likes that but uh, we're going to be leaving it with a 6.2 like i said it wasn't amazing but it's not a bad movie either it's got a high production value. They do use a lot of the same tropes that they used in the previous movie, which I'm not too thrilled about. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a callback, but you can do more than just the same thing with the whole 
starting several years later on and like how they they started the, they didn't start it the same way but in the previous movie they started from the end and went forward and this they started from the beginning and went forward but it was just a massive jump I know it helped build a little bit of the scene as to what's going on but especially when you blow the CGI on that you kind of drop the ball so we're leaving it at 6.2 I feel like if you want to go ahead and give Don't Breathe 2 a watch go for it it's not terrible it's a fun little movie to watch. It's got some, like I said, good gore in it if you if you like that type of thing. But all in all, I'd give it a watch if you feel like want. If you've seen the first one, you should definitely watch this. It's a lot of the same stuff, just slightly different. But I definitely say it it does what it's what it's meant to do, and it's meant to make you actually feel for the blind man this time and I actually felt bad for the blind guy in the last one too because it wasn't necessarily his fault that they broke into his house what he ended up doing yeah it was terrible <laughs> and he was kind of fucked there but they broke into his house so the blind guy has always kind of been the good guy in my eyes but you know it, it, it is what it is I guess so he had a new house and it got burned down, so there's no telling what he's going to do now. But that's Don't Breathe 2. Like I said, if you feel like you enjoyed the first one, go ahead and watch this one. It seems they try to make you feel better about the blind guy this time. And everyone probably realized that the blind guy was more of a sympathetic character in the last one also. So they probably just went ahead and went full steam into that. You can really tell with this movie. But that is going to be all for our review on Don't Breathe 2. Before I leave, I would like to give a special thanks to Anchor for everything that it has done. It has made producing our podcast so much easier. And allowing us to get it out to each and every one of you has been made incredibly easy. And we couldn't have done that without Anchor. If you do listen to our main episodes, you would have heard on the same wavelength podcast that we are going to be taking a week or two hiatus to get everything ready for the next season starting up Tyler's Thursday takes will probably still continue through that time just so we can try to still get something out for y'all without y'all having to just go two weeks without anything so hopefully we can put more effort into the upcoming season we're going to be doing our new rating system we're going to be reviewing some more long form movies tv episodes kind of stuff going on so Hopefully everything in that aspect will become more entertaining to each and every one of you, uh, especially the people in Thailand. I know that y'all are basically up to 10% at this point. If we can keep that going higher, that would be excellente because I thoroughly enjoy my Thailand listeners and I respect each and every single one of you. <laughs> but keep listening. Like I said, we will try to keep this going for y'all so y'all have something between these two weeks. But we are probably going to be taking a short break from the main podcast just to try to get everything prepared for the next season. But that would have to be all for this week's episode. Once again, thank you to everyone who decided to tune in. And I'm sorry if I have sounded off this episode. I know I said it at the beginning, but I have been dealing with a couple sicknesses recently. A little bit of stuffy nose made recording this a bit difficult, but ultimately we got it out to you. Hopefully it comes out in good quality and hopefully you can deal with me sniffling and everything for half the episode. But once again, thank you for everyone who stopped by to listen. Thank you, Anchor. And remember, 
If you're gonna kidnap a child, make sure you kidnap them from a meth head. Alright, see you everyone. Plus, I just gave you a killer haircut. Trust me.